0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io.
1: What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's host of today's episode of Startup Hustle, founder of Marknology, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, mindset you name it here today's guest is david Meltzer. i'm super excited to have him he's won a ton of awards multi-author uh ceo of number one sports agency in the world um done amazing things i'm not even going to take time with the intro because you guys can look that up david welcome to the show i love that thank you for having me really looking forward to uh
0: enlightening each other i'm here to learn and hopefully tell stories to help other people learn as well
1: yeah um happiness has to be the goal and um I've seen you on Gary Vee's podcast. He was someone that even before I had mentorship, um, you know, I've been, I've, I've had Marknology about seven years before I even found a mentor at the time, just reading his books, hearing someone that could curse, be themselves, and then also be good in business. Like I was raised as a missionary kid in Africa until I was 16. So that like uh, gratitude piece, that happiness piece was there as a child really, and had to relearn it as I got older. But finding someone that was successful in business that was doing it their way, to me, was novel. I had never seen that. Um, so found your message and just absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I spent so much of my life uh, looking at what other people wanted for me, what I didn't mm-hmm. want, and what was missing, even though I was successful financially. Uh, but, you know, really understanding faith. And I know you grew up with faith, obviously. Um, And the faith that I have applies to everyone. The faith that I have is there's something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom loves me or I love my own children. And that one aspect of my life completely shifted the paradigm of emptiness, of sadness and and depression, of frustrated, angry feelings. I call it ego-based consciousness, even though I had... Literally everything everyone dreamed of. I ran the most notable sports agency. I was a multimillionaire. I married my dream girl from the fourth grade. I had three children, beautiful, healthy, beautiful girls under 10. I had 33 homes, a ski mountain, everything you could dream of, except for I lost my happiness. And so I went on a journey to shift that paradigm and figure out for myself How do you create happiness and uh, looked at those values, took stock in them before I lost all my family, my friends, and even my life. uh, I was blessed that uh, my dad, my best friend, and my wife all pointed out I had lost what made David Meltzer, David Meltzer. And once I found it again, I shifted, re-engineered, and transformed. And now I'm on a mission to empower over a billion people by a thousand people like you by empowering people like you that read my books, listen to me speak, watch my content, to teach them values and daily practices that are simple, easy, but extremely effective.
1: Yeah, it's something I've noticed, like just in your books and your content, um, you have these like euphemisms for for remembering things like the three Ps, right? Or um, yeah. And I'm like, I, I have yet to like coin those things that way. But I truly believe like, as I become a bigger entrepreneur, um, and you know, I'm in the in the industry of e-commerce, it's a smaller industry. Um, so you can kind of have a bigger voice, uh, you know, with a smaller audience. But for me, I'm, I'm surrounded by people worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars all the time. And um, I'm from the dirt. I'm from the mud for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, for me, I think I was given the gift of like, gratitude. I mean, coming from Congo, understanding uh people have nothing and yet they can be happy and um you know it's it's maybe one of the hardest existences in the world in some of those places. And yet they still have they find the happiness and gratitude in the day. Right. And I think I saw that as a child, came back to the US and figured out I was poor here. I didn't know I was poor there. And um, you know, then been like, okay, I wanna I don't want to live like this. This isn't what I'm about. Like I want the freedom like I had even in in, in Africa, being able to go where I want and move. But in the US, it's not like that. Well, it was, you know, for me, it's as I start to figure out the business aspect. um, And I think that's probably why even I was attracted to you and found you was, as I start to learn the business aspect of things and really grow things and grow what we're doing, it becomes um, how do I not have to learn the lesson that David learned? Right? Uh, I truly see that I see guys around me worth hundreds of millions of dollars that aren't happy. Um, I hear the ones that have made it to the other side really speak this message of you got to go back and focus on what's important as people and gratitude and happiness. And so it's like how at 35, just throw my age out there, but how at 35 do I learn that lesson now where I can be living in gratitude and happiness and in my purpose um, now as I'm building the business, not just when I arrive? Well, the first step is to learn
0: coherence. And I I'm probably the only one out there that has taken a step outside of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, inspiration. I take a precursor step that no one talks about. And none of the things that all of these extraordinary human beings, what I call the spirit of excellence out there, none of them talk about uh, the one component that makes you successful at these things, which is you got to remember and you got to do. And so I start a step before gratitude, which will give you perspective. Remember, gratitude is the only common denominator of happiness. Whether Mm -hmm. you're sick or well, poor or rich, tall or 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 short, if you have gratitude, you'll be happy. It it, literally Mm -hmm. they are symbiotic to each other. But if you don't remember to say thank you, if you don't remember to be gracious, if you don't remember to be thankful, then it doesn't matter, does it? Or if you do remember but then forget to do it, right? So I take a step back and say, hey, everybody, let's learn first to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of one thing. And if that's gratitude, that's fine. I tell people to get them into uh, the realm of coherence, of remembering and doing. I tell them to say thank you before they go to bed and thank you when they wake up. And the reason I do that is I know it will change their life, and I know it only takes .1 seconds, and I know it's free, but I'm really testing beyond the power of gratitude. I'm testing coherence because if I can teach, and look, I do free trainings for over 22 years. I have groups, thousands of people in my group. I have one-on-one wait list longer than, you know, the Noah's Ark's long list of people, of animals that wanted to come on. But what I teach is coherence first. Because if I can't get you to remember and I can't get you to do, it doesn't matter how deep of training or instruction or lessons that I have because they're wasted. So I start with that enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potential. Then I give the, once I know they know coherence, now I start inserting gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, inspiration. After they get that down, now we get into those daily practices, all the three no rules, the 25 no rules, student of the calendar, 120 rule, blah, 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 that you read in my books.
1: No, I loved it. In uh, chapter four, you actually talked about, I'm going to quote the book, like not quote it, but um Game time decision-making for anyone listening. Uh, It's a great book. Chapter four spoke to me specifically. Um, The part about just like not, uh, you know, in the past, this might be a weird one to pull on, but in the past um, memory, Uh, And you correct me if I'm in the wrong chapter, but I just listened to it recently. It's like in the past, like memory was the number one thing. Like if you could remember knowledge, if you could pull from it, (laughs) it was like the absolute resource. So the older you got, the more knowledge you had probably because you experienced more things. And now it's about speed and execution and where to pull from that knowledge, right? Where can you resource it? Um, And it can be friends, right? It could be, you know, you were, you were blessed to have uh, a wife and friends around you that said, Hey, David, wake up. Wake up. You're missing the <laughs> mark. Right. You know, yeah, right but if on. you didn't have those friends, would that have happened? Don't know. You know, so the power yeah. of, of who you're with. And um, but then also that like, hey, I don't have to remember everything. I don't have to know everything. I have to know where to go to get it. Um, And for me, even like gratitude and happiness is knowing where to go to get it. So like I have those things that I keep, um, you know, protected on a shelf, so to speak, that I just like I protect. These are the things that really matter to me, like family, um, you know, like my Health. team. Um health. values, more health, yes, sir. <laughs> Put that um, first, brother. It took me years yeah, to learn. I just health think is most important. You're absolutely right. You know, and like with the stuff going on in the world, with um, you know, people, life is hard, it keeps going regardless, right? And so it becomes in those moments. I try telling people that aren't entrepreneurs, like, you gotta listen. And in a in a given day, I might have 10 or 15 different times in a day where it's it's lows, you know, like short lows or whatever, but um what were some wins of the day what's the what's the overall long game win that i can hold on to for the day to let those just brush off um i I, I love that philosophy
0: you know one of the intervals that people don't consider or utilize that you just mentioned and it was subtle but it's a secret to success is time you you talked about just spending minutes and moments in ego-based consciousness, in despair, in interference, in void shortages and obstacles. And when I start applying time, uh, which by the way, I define time as the interval between cause and effect. Mm. And so if you put your attention or intention on the outcomes, your emotions on the outcome, time slows down dramatically and nothing happens fast. If you put your attention and intention on the cause, then time takes on a faster realm. And in fact, if you can have infinite patience and focus in on the cause, everything will happen literally instantly. And this is all relativity and perspective. And I take a math perspective of this, but I think it's really important to point out the subtlety of let's all spend, like you're not gonna stop feeling, you know, a need to be right or offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, Why not just spend minutes and moments in the things that bleed us, not the whole day, week, month, or year? And I had to transcend that uh, perspective myself. And I'm very conscious about people that bleed us. In fact, I have found that about 80% of most average human beings spend 80% of their time with things that bleed them, not feed them.
1: Wow, David. That's gold. And I couldn't agree more. I think um, some of these things, just growing up the way I did, I learned ahead of my time uh but i say that because you know i have explained it and i've you've done in a better job with words the way i've explained it to some of my friends that don't live and breathe this every day it's like look you have a limited let's just imagine you have 100 tokens in your day and you get to spend them on people and things and places or whatever and do you want to spend 50 of them on the traffic incident you had on the way to work right and just like keep rehashing that and spending it <laughs> or do you want to spend you know a penny a penny of those tokens, you know, so those things happen no matter what, just how much time and energy are you going to give it? And once you become aware of it, oh, my gosh, it becomes a little isolating almost um, in your entrepreneurial journey, even in your, your family relationships, because you're just like, wow, you become so sensitive to those lost moments um, that you almost become hardcore about it.
0: Yeah, and it's a duplicative and it's counterintuitive and counterproductive nature. So take something like complaining, as you mentioned, which people would do from an incident in the car, or worrying, which are the two most common ways that not only do we create inter- interference, void, shortages, and obstacles, but if you understand uh, the natural course of energy, you're actually attracting more of the negativity. So worse than just creating interference, voids, obstacles in those coins you're also attracting more things that will waste more coins in your day. So be careful of complaining and worrying because it's duplicative of negativity, not just the singularity of focusing on what's missing, what you don't want, or what other people want for you. It has a manifestation property to it as well because you're actually wishing, when you complain or worry, you're actually wishing for what you don't want. And we mentioned earlier, just to tie it back in, health, why is health so important? Because if you're healthy, you get as many wishes a day, you get as many coins a day as you want. But if you're unhealthy, no matter if you're Steve Jobs or anyone else in the world, when you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. And so I want to fill up everybody with coins. I want them to be productive, efficient, and gracious with those coins by utilizing gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration in order to effectuate that perception of value.
1: I love it, David. All right, pause one second for our of our sponsor today's episode, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Back to it. I want to change the topic for today is finding happiness as an entrepreneur. You're doing a million things. You've done a million things. Okay, like. I am one of the first Amazon agencies where we help brands really excel and build their brand and storytell on Amazon. You're like, your story is insane around sports and sports marketing. I've watched everything with Vayner sports and followed that journey as well. So learned about it. I've also seen ballers. I've also seen Jerry Maguire, you know, so that world is insane. I can't even really imagine what that begins with, but tell me today, and for any entrepreneurs that are out there, where you know we have the choice to do, you can work on this project, you can work on this project, you can work with this person, you can work with this person. There's so many opportunities. Even like getting on this podcast today with me, I was blown away. Um, you get to choose, right? Every one of us gets to choose. Happiness, I do believe, comes down to that decision making of picking what projects to work on and which ones do you give your time and your energy and your focus. Um, talk to me a little bit about your thinking, your game planning around finding happiness as an entrepreneur through the projects that you decide to give your, your energy and effort to.
0: What you're discussing is the biggest challenge of entrepreneurs and of people in general, but entrepreneurs have to be particularly good at it. And if you look at the greatest entrepreneurs, the Elon Musk, the Bill Gates, uh, the Richard Bransons, the Tony Robbins of the world, um, they're extremely good at one thing, Mm. prioritizing. See, they know what is important. They use urgency as a subset to add or infuse energy into what's important to them, not what's important to other people, right? They don't care if you laugh at them, scoff at them, and make fun of them, because they know eventually you'll applaud them. They utilize what's important to them. And how do they do that? Well, first, the great entrepreneurs know what they want every day. Yes, they take into consideration mid and long-term objectives, but they're also willing to change their mind. In fact, they take pride, mm. like I do, in changing my mind. Because every time I change my mind, especially of an intermediate and long-term objective, that means I learn something. So although other people may put judgments or conditions about, hey, that's not what you said last week. Or, you know, posting up old videos of yours. You know, hey, he picked this. You know, Yeah, you're right. You know why? Because I don't know what I don't know, but I'm a fast learner and I'm changing my mind, changing my heart and changing my handset to align with what's doing well, what may be stable or what will be doing well in the future, but I'm not locked into an outcome. But what I am locked into is according to the mid and long-term objectives I have, what do I want personally? what do i want experientially because i only get so many coins today and there's no guarantee you're going to fill my coins up tomorrow then what am i doing as well personally experiential giving wise what am i going to provide what see potential is based off of how much value we give the profitability ranges for how well we serve our value and how many we serve it to that only comes from consistent persistent behavior this is why these are daily practices so knowing what i want personally experientially giving and then the most challenging is receiving because people don't realize that the most radically humble thing you can do is ask for help not give help you can't give what you don't have it's so easy to give when you have a lot you know that it's so easy to give when your cup overflowing right it's so easy to give but you so many people they stop at step number 2 see they appreciate what they have they're grateful people and then they acknowledge it by giving it away in fact they give away their health their wealth their worthiness their happiness to others and then they're too afraid to fill the bigger vessel that they built to ask for more so you need to know what you want then once you know what you want who can you serve and who can serve you so you're I creating a network right you're creating a network of sponsors and power sponsors a sponsor who do we know that can help each other or power sponsorship between each other is, Hey, I can help you. You can help me. And we know who else can help. Once you know the what and the who, then we get into all those, you know, fancy things we talk about in my four books, you know, the student of the calendar, Basically, how to live your life with a lens of productivity, of how much value you could provide efficiently, effectively, with statistical success, accessibility. How accessible are we to others? And how are we accessing or receiving? And then, of course, my cornerstone gratitude. How are we finding the light, the love, and the lessons and letting the things that bleed us fall away or fire them from our life? Focus our energies on the things that bleed us. If you know your what, your who, and your how, Now you can prioritize, you know you're now. You realize 100% of the things you do now get done. Most people don't do now they go ahead and procrastinate or feel overwhelmed. See, prioritization is the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. But the only people that can prioritize the greatest entrepreneurs, they know every day their what, their who, and their how, so they know what's important to them now, even if it wasn't planned, and they're not afraid of changing their mind according to their mid and long-term objectives. So instead of searching for their why, trying to go get happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy, they apply their why, to clear the interference using faith of what they already are, I am happy, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it
1: David that's amazing. I know we're running up on time. I want to say one thing to to what you were saying there because you said so many gems. I hope someone's clipping that into some some micro <laughs> content for you, but you know you you share in your story about your mom. She know, she's an angel. My mother's an angel. Uh, You know, I was raised where she was praying over me. The only issue was she prayed that I'd have a soft spirit my whole life. And that was a problem because now I'm too soft. I'm too emo, so to speak. Uh, You know, I'm like, Mom, I'm trying to be a business guy. You pray for me to have a soft heart. I need you to take that back. Uh, But, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, my (laughs) mom, uh, missionary folks, I was raised I really had to learn that they were givers, uh, but they didn't know how to receive, right? They gave to the point of of extreme, um, similar to your mother, you know, where she just doesn't know how to ask and take care of herself. And so a big part of my why was, uh, was the family and, you know, applying that. And, you know, I told my sisters, we grew up around the world, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. And then from there we can take care of others or help others, you know, but it's not, it's only from a place of full that you can give. Otherwise it's not authentic giving, right? And I think uh, growing up religiously, Uh, whether I wanted to or not, you know, I was taught to tithe and give 10% and be generous, you know, and that became easy as I got into business. And so I'm thankful for those, some of those practices. I'm sure you still have to give of a giving heart to be able to receive, but it wasn't until I had something to give that I felt worthy enough to receive. And I've since unlearned some of that, but it definitely, you know, I think a lot of people that are from uh, meager beginnings, you know, have that kind of, uh, don't ask, I don't want any help kind of thing. And so as you start to elevate and grow and get more EQ and these different types of things, you really have to learn that, you know, giving then sets me up to receive more. Um, and I could talk about that all day and I won't, uh, but you know, loved that, loved your thoughts on that loved, um, kind of the unlearning that you can be a giver, but if you're not a receiver, then it's tapped out, you know, you've hit that limit. So it's been awesome sharing some of this with you. Yeah, just real quick, you appreciate things,
0: it grows like the universe grows. You acknowledge it by giving it away. If you don't fill the bigger vessel, it'll dissipate, dissolve, and disappear. You'll end up in a life that you didn't want with things that are missing or other people wanted for you. So appreciate what you have, acknowledge it, and give it away. Be kind to your future self, do good deeds. That's the best way to. Get there and to be of service and value. In fact, my name, David Meltzer, means beloved servant, and I am to everyone. Reach out to me, David at bmeltzer.com. I'll be happy to share all of this stuff with you for free. So just reach out to me. I'm happy to help, including my gratitude challenge.
1: Hustlers, we're going to have all of his information in the bottom of the notes. Uh, We'll be pushing this out. David, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day and finishing up the show in Vegas. If I'm in town, I'm going to come say hello, knock on the window or something. Uh, enjoy your travels and thank you. You got it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Fullscale.io, for sponsoring today's episode of Startup Hustle, uh, covering all things entrepreneurship, Amazon, e commerce. We'll see you next time.